welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. The truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. A bell pepper is a very mild truth. A poblano is a truth that can irritate others. A jalapeno is spicy. A Thai chili has me judging you very hard. The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed. Listen, laugh, and learn what happens. When the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn and we're Jr. Here to bring the heat. It's been another week. I know last week was a little bit random as we talked about. No, that wasn't even last week. That was a few weeks ago. My goodness. Y'all, we record a little bit in advance. So the episode that just came out was the random Does Anybody Else? And so we're really interested in what people think about that. So message us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the all the things where you can find us. And uh, let us know what you thought of that Does Anybody Else episode and uh, if that's something we can incorporate into the show. So yeah, there was a couple of episodes ago that Does Anybody Else. Just curious what everyone thinks about it and give us your opinions. It'll be great to to hear. That was a few episodes back though. So y'all listen, we record in advance because life be lifing. So how has the last uh, week or so been for you? Absolutely. Um, it's been pretty good for me. Just trying to continue to see how this school year is going to go. Um, of course, as we've spoke about previously in a couple episodes back, uh, we had a change to school times here um, in our local area. It hadn't been changed. I think you said, what, in 60 years or so? Since the 70s, I think. And because of that, not to get aside everyone, uh, you may see little hey, people. Hey, we got families. Happen, we got, hey. Nonetheless, um, this is a family Ain't show. Ain't cute? Yeah, he can be on here. Come on, baby. <laughs> right, but um, like you said, since about the seventies, and with those changes, it changed the start times for school. So we've been having to deal with some interesting changes uh, with bus schedules and things like that. Um, I do want to say uh, thank you to all the bus drivers who are trying. I understand that this is new for you all as well. I understand there's a lot of ebbs and flows here. Uh, just hoping that everyone can continue to stay safe and we can try to get this figured out so these kids can get, you know, their education. So, In the part of the town, we've made national news for our busing. So if you're listening to this episode and, and it's not an evergreen episode that, yeah, this is taking place back in 2023 and we were in national news for our busing situation. So uh, that may give people like, I know exactly where you are. Like we really don't hide it. We're not, and if we try to, we're not good at it. Uh, just don't dox us. We ain't doing nothing to you. We love you. Ooh. But uh, but yeah, the, that has been a very challenging thing because um, school was closed immediately after the first day for over a week. Um, so it, it's been a thing. So in addition to dealing with the new school year here, I have been traveling. So traveling to my job, but traveling to go be a speaker. Whoop whoop! Very very proud of myself. It's a it's a surreal thing. Yeah, it, it's surreal because these people are listening to me. Like they 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 came to see what hear hear my words. It, it was cool. It was cool, and it, it is a part of the stepping stone of what I want to do as far as when I grow up. And I'm never uh, I'm not a shy speaker. Public speaking isn't the issue for me at all. 
it really was, is the content that I'm about to provide valuable? Because I don't like wasting people's time. Like, let's just get it done. We pay too much money. You spent so much of your effort uh, to be here. I want to make sure there's value. Um, so there's that. And then there's my kids. Let me, let me say something about my kids. I love them dearly. They're my heart and soul. But they're going to kill me one of these days. So my boys have been fighting each other. Off, They fight each other all the time. Like, it's 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 all day. It doesn't stop. What are they, 14 months apart? Like, they never stop. Last few days, my child, my young oldest child keeps hitting his young, the youngest with his tablet on the butt. Like spanking him on the butt with his tablet. And then as a result, the youngest is screaming and yelling like somebody has tortured him and injured him. And so like the escalation of the punishments like the first time it was like, you know what? Go to timeout. The second time was, oh, you lost your tablet for the rest of the day. He did. It. He walked in the door, like literally got picked up from the bus stop. Listen, that picked up from the bus stop, got home, walked in the door. And the first thing he did was literally hit his brother, hit his brother with a tablet. This was literally the first thing he did. <laughs> and so he lost his tablet for the for that whole rest of the day. and And so... It's been this nonstop back and forth, this fighting and this tablet and stuff and and the attitudes and like the next step is punch you in the throat. Like, I feel like, you know, time out, you lose your tablet, you get punched in the throat. I feel like that's the next sequence of an order, but maybe, maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe I should probably, there should be something in between there, but like, you know, I'm just saying, because gradually increase i mean like i'm just gonna yeah last night i told asher if he does it again i'm gonna drop kick him and he started crying i i, I kid you not i was like next you do it again i'm gonna drop kicking your chest now i have not i barely i don't even know when the last time i actually spanked open hand swatted my child because i don't even call it spanking i don't even know the last time i did that this child starts crying and so like i go and talk to him I said, did you really think I was going to drop kick you in the chest? He was like, no. So why are you crying? He said, because you threatened me. Like, listen, I was just messing with you. Like, that's what he says all the time. I was just messing with him. I just met. So I said, I was just messing with you. He caught what it was, what I was saying. Yo, he lost it again. You make me sound like a bad brother. Like this hysterical. Oh my Lord. I love these kids. <laughs> I, I love them. They oh man. They don't want me to be great. And you know, I let oh my poor husband. So I, when I was at the conference, I was gone basically a week. Uh, a week where my children were supposed to be in school, right? But instead were at home. And he has a job where he has to go into the office. And not only did he have to go to my office this week, it was uh, like a, a week full of celebrations where he had to be like doing stuff like they barbecuing for students. And like, it's, it's a big deal at the university that he's with and the kids are at home. And, and I am in like, you know, a few thousand miles away, cannot help. He had to, he called me the second day. He was like, man, being a single parent, that ain't it. That is not the life for him. 
And so mm. um, I recognize, I, I recognize how difficult it, it had to be. So uh, I think I was talking to y'all. I was, <laughs> I was on the phone with uh, Lamont, sweet little shoddy. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> I, we were just, I don't even know what we were talking about. I'm at the hotel room. I don't, I can't even tell you, we, whatever. And uh, something, I said something about Anthony. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to need to do something nice for him. I end up calling, asking him if he could take off like the next Tuesday. Well, because I get back, you got the whole week. Then you had the weekend because those are always filled. So that Tuesday, I treated him to a a day just for him. I I bought him a massage. I bought him a ticket to the movies. Um, go, you know, he wants some plant money. He wants some lunch money. He never even took me up on the plant money or the lunch money, which I ain't mad at because it's really coming out of the same account. So like, you know, it is what it is. But he got to just do him. He got right. to he got a massage. He got workout for a long time. Then he got his massage, and then he got to uh, go to the movies. He enjoyed the movie. Um, real talk, like the movie theater that I chose. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, about you it. get to pick the seat, but like when you're buying the ticket, they give you the option to buy like snacks. And like y'all, I couldn't buy my baby snacks because I refused to pay more for the the snacks than the ticket. Like I couldn't do it. Like. The ticket was like a matinee because it was like a Tuesday afternoon. Ain't nobody trying to push to go to the movie. So if you need a good day, take it off the middle of the week, guys, and go to the movies. But yeah, so I treated him to thank you because because real talk, I got to do it again next week. So like the, I was going, I'm going to be home for a whole week, and then the week after I'm going to be gone again. But hopefully the schools will be open, making it a little bit easier. It is not going to be easy because the way that our life set up, my baby got to go all the way downtown, come all the way back home to put my kid on the bus. Like take one kid to school, then come back to put another kid on the bus. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to give him another massage. Like I kept asking, how was your day? How, how was that? I just, I, let me find make sure because I, I got to go again. I just need to know what the. Okay, okay. Let me get you. You want a massage on the front end and the back. See if you need to make any adjustments. Right. Let's get it right. Let's get the formula together so that I can make sure my husband is supported since he supports me. So I'm going to go ahead and get us jump right into our first confession. So this is I cheated on 10 days after the wedding. So I revenge cheated. I, a 25 year old female, have been married to my husband, a 27-year-old male, for two years. Ten days after our wedding, he went to a bar and got a girl's number and was planning to meet her until I caught him. He had little remorse about it, but I forgave him for a number of reasons. Two months after this event, he left the county and has been unable to return due to a green card issue. I have spent the past year in 10 months cheating on him. One of the men I caught feelings for. I've slept with a total of 10 guys since he's been gone. My husband doesn't suspect me at all. Sometimes I feel bad for what I'm doing, but then I remember the pain he inflicted on me after our wedding. His green card has now been granted and he's coming back. I hope the guilt doesn't come back to haunt me. Yikes. Wow. Yo, I try to err on the side of not getting too involved in people's relationships, different strokes for different folks. But in this instance, if I'm judging it purely off of myself, 
and how I feel, I am most definitely um, going to say that with the number and um, all the other information. So he's he had an issue where he couldn't be in the country because of his green card. Oops, when I said county, um, oops, country, country. She, not, and been, when I was reading the confession, I said, no. I said <laughs> a, a county, country, my bad, my bad. Thank you for correcting that, though. Yeah, nah, you good. <laughs> but um, he he had a, he had issues with his green card, um, and she said ten guys in a year and ten months. Uh, so ten guys over twenty two months, and one guy she caught feelings for. I mean, for me, this is a tie, chili. I'm judging you. Uh, further, I'm judging the husband too. I say this jokingly, but also serious. First of all, sir, if you're in this country because you're trying to marry this woman. And you cheat like you're already playing with the hand that's trying to keep you here. Like there was some reason why you were wanting to come here. Whatever that reason may be, you're playing around with that, man. You're playing Russian roulette with that. That's real dangerous. You might want to, you know, keep your ducks in a row. So I assume I've never had to deal with uh, deportation or immigration, anything like that. But I assume that there was probably legal action she could have taken in regards to this, as far as annulment or something of that, of that nature. And the fact that she didn't, I guess is a benefit to him that it still allowed him to stay, but man, you got to be careful now, as far as putting things in different cubby holes. And I say that like, you know, you got your name on a cubby hole in school, you know, and there's different cubby holes, you know, I believe in keeping your stuff in your cubby and not dealing with others but that's wild um i want to know who was it that she caught feelings for like out of these 10 men when did this happen is it like a old faithful is it somebody who was from the beginning and has been circulating through or is this like the last dude you know i i got further questions i'd love to get further updates on this one very interesting let's see what do i rate this okay so it's between a jalapeno pepper and a Thai chili. And I don't know which one yet. I don't know if it's a mild Thai chili or a spicy jalapeno. Uh, so I'm giving you the side eye and I might be judging you. So here's why. If they had a relationship, like, I don't know if I'm coming back and you can do what you want to do and don't say nothing. That's pretty spicy for me. It, it may not be what I do. You can go do you. But I'm giving you a side eye, like, I hope you use protection because that's y'all thing. But if you led him to believe that you have been faithful, that like, what? I'm not going to go nowhere, baby. I'm, I can't wait till you get back into the country. And I don't know why I couldn't go to your country, but there could be reasons. Then it's like, yeah, you wrong. Like, because if he was trying to get somebody's number 10 days after the wedding, then, you know, you couldn't just let him go. That tells you who that told you who you went, you know, and anybody who's listening to that, if if some guy has to, he's good. He good. If he doesn't know. And well, I was going to say the 10 days you've been married for 10 days and you get numbers like that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Uh, so ladies, gentlemen, men, if you have recently married your spouse and any time after you said I do, like, I'm going to give you a whole clean slate. They are now on a dating website. They're talking to somebody else, giving their number in a way that is sexual. Because, see, I do have male friends and male colleagues. 
So like, it's not a thing that some guy has my phone number that I work with, but it's also not a thing that my husband couldn't look through every single ounce of my phone. Cause ain't nothing going on, but work or like, how you doing? Or will you be my mentor? Cause I'm trying to take over the world. So like, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. So every relationship has its different things they allow, but if somebody is trying to get with somebody else within the first 10 days, you, you've told me their whole relationship. Every time it's cuter. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, Lamont? I know, right? It keeps popping up. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, just just to further that point, like you said, I, I don't know what would have been the reasoning behind that. I, I also don't think one bad turn deserves another um, in certain instances. Like if she felt like what he was doing was that out of line, um, unless she, unless she truly loved him and wanted to make it work, then I don't see what the point was of staying, um, considering how soon he had done it. And I mean, at that point I've, I would have preferred, obviously it has nothing to do with us directly, but just be honest, just tell him because at that point it's easier to just discuss it and let it be what it's going to be and just go from there. But you know, everybody makes their choices. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our next truth. What do you got Lamont? <laughs> Okay. I set a girl up because I stole from the register when I was a kid. So when I was about 17, I worked in the mall restaurant. I didn't use drugs, but I became work friends with a coke fiend that worked there. We both didn't like this other girl. She was just a brat. The coke fiend needed extra money. Well, for more coke. And I just wanted more money. So when one of us was working with the brat, the one that was off would go up to work and get money from the one that was working. We would split it. This went on for quite some time. I couldn't believe how long it went on. Sometimes we get as much as $75 and split it. We would do it three or four days in a row. It lasted about a month. Finally, the manager came into our booth and he was mad. I and the Coke fiend were working. He asked if we can rearrange our shifts. He had to fire the brat. I thought for sure when he came in there, he knew it was us. I felt bad. I should have gotten fired. I was just a kid and got caught up in something I had no business doing. Who knows that job could have been really important to that other girl. The Coke fiend was older than me and she kind of took advantage of me. Now that I'm older and wiser, I wish I had never done that. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. So I I don't know if the brat is a younger teenager or if it's a, an adult or whatever. Cause you know, listen, I've met adult 40 year old brats, but Oh, this one is good. This was an interesting one because. You send me to jail. You make me lose my job. We we got beef. But you're also 17. So like, like, so I'm thinking, would I ever go tell somebody that I was stealing from a register and I got somebody else caught up? I, I stole from somebody's cash register intentionally. And then like, I did it like a drug addict every day. Like, you know, like for those who have ever stolen, I haven't. Don't do it every day. <laughs> Like you, you needed to spread that shit out. You need to make it like, like you know, like you can't just keep stealing the same. Like every day, I'm stealing full forty five. Like somebody's gonna recognize it, you know. Steal in different increments. Like don't, don't do it every day. Don't, don't do it every day. But okay, so I'm trying to think, Lamai. You sit down, and be like, hey, yo, I had a story from when I used to work at whatever, and 
me and a crackhead, because that's what I heard. Like, right. I appreciate she said coke, but this is what I heard. <laughs> me and a crackhead used to steal money from a register and blame Becky. Like, we blame somebody that has shit to do with it. Like, that's what I just heard. Don't tell no. No, it's a reaper. You don't go tell anybody you and a crackhead was stealing from the register. I, you don't. You, I just needed money, and they just don't tell anybody else that you stole money with a crackhead don't do it because you can't come out like a winner in that story ever there's no part of that story like that you like <laughs> no like, well you know the, the brat learned her lesson for what like you stole it with a crackhead <sighs> yeah yeah no don't so you're 17 and because of 17 i'm supposed to take it down a notch you know like because your brain's not fully developed like a Thai chili so WTF, I'm judging you. So like I sit there, it is as a child, I'm judging you. You should know not to steal with a crackhead. And then I want to know why the people working there have a crackhead on the register. You do not put the crackheads with the money. And listen, if you're offended, if you are offended because I said crackhead, meth head, pothead, whatever. But potheads don't steal. They too lazy. But potheads, whatever. I'm not just <laughs> But whatever, like, you don't put a drug addict on the register. Like, don't, my my father was a heroin addict, so like, I can call people crackheads if I want to. I feel like I have, I have gone through enough to call people crackheads. <laughs> I now, now what? Top that. Is is that the equation? Is that my how father it works? was a heroin addict, so I can say crackhead. That's that's what it is. It's like not everybody can say nigga. Uh. <laughs> not everybody can say crackhead. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> you know what? I agree. I don't think you can come out winning when you go, yeah, I was working with a coke fiend, crackhead. I don't care what terminology you want to use. There's no title for that type of career path, <laughs> I'm going to say, that you can go, oh, okay, unless you say you were trying to get them in rehab. Like, that's it. Like, you can't just be like, we were out here we were planning out money together. And the, she literally said, and I quote, she needed money for Coke. I just needed more money. Like even that line right there tells me everything. Like even at 17, you should have at least had a moment that was like, well, I am helping somebody get Coke. I don't know if this is the, the route I want to go down. Like, even if it is to make a brat, not be so bratty. Right. Like, but I appreciate. I don't know if that's. I appreciate the move. how he's blaming it on the crackhead, and I'm sure there was a level of manipulation there. But like, man, I can't stand that bitch. You know what we should do? We should take yeah. money from her. Like, <laughs> like how's that gonna fix anything? We should steal money from her drawer. Well, like that sounds terrible. Um, but that that's that's crackhead logic. So uh, we did learn something today that if you get offended by the term crackhead, it's perfectly okay to use it. If your parent or someone really close to you was indeed a drug addict, I don't care. It's insensitive or not. I'm I'm not very sensitive. Like I'm a snack cake head. Like we got all, we all got problems. Uh, let me jump into my next <laughs> confession. I got problems. Y'all. I'm crazy. Let's jump into my next confession. And this one is called, I didn't tell my partner I had cancer and now I'm annoyed with him for his behavior while he recovers from surgery. In one of the more selfish moves I've made, I, a 41-year-old female, never told anyone I was going through cancer treatment for a brain tumor 
when I was 36 through 37 years old. This includes my family and my partner, a 45-year-old man. We didn't live together at the time, and I did radiation and gamma knife. I lived in a state where the great medical services, not chemo. So it it really did. <clears throat> so it really just looked like I was suffering with a bad attack from another uh, um, autoimmune problem I have. I didn't even have to miss work much. I love my work, so that's a thing. I didn't want anyone to know because I didn't want to have to manage other people's emotion around me being sick. I had a I had enough going on without managing other people. If when there was something to really worry about, then I figured I would tell people. But I ended up getting lucky and had great results with surgery and have been in remission with no problems since then. My partner and I live together now. He still doesn't know I had cancer because it would it would make him feel horrible to know I never said anything. I am planning to take that to the grave. Oh, she got her own reaper. However, he was recently needed surgery for carpal tunnel. He will recover in a number of weeks and I am supporting him in any and every way that I can. However, it is very mopey and depressed. He won't do anything for himself that he didn't want to do, even if if he's capable of it. He just watches TV and plays video games and mopes. If anyone says, oh, you'll be better in a few weeks, he gets mad at them. It's really unfair to me to be annoyed since he doesn't even know, but I keep thinking about everything I did for myself when I was sick versus him recovering now and how I, I feel like he wants me to mother him. I know we are different people and we, have, we respond differently to illness and he's always been a bit of a man baby. So I'm not surprised and I'm still not going to tell him I had cancer. Honestly, I'm not cut out to be a caregiver of any kind, and I had to get this off my chest. This is this is multi-layered. It's interesting. So let's let's attack, I guess, the initial portion of her not mentioning that she had this that she had cancer. I feel like that is important um, because when you're dealing with your partner in most states, um, I'm, I'm sure there's some that may be different, but in most states, um, when there's final decisions that have to be made with life, um, with certain things, your spouse is the one who usually is who the doctor uh, communicates with. I don't with. think it was. Um, so if you're incapacitated and can't I don't think they were married. I think they were, I think they were hmm? dating, but I don't think they were married. Maybe they were together. Oh, no, okay, I understand. Okay, okay. Just I, I mean, right, right. I, I mean, to this, yeah, I mean, to this point now, because if there's something that happened to you in your past like that, that is that is a previous issue. Um, Because there's certain levels of medical things you don't have to tell nobody. You don't have to be like, yeah, I skinned my knee when I was a kid. Like, the doctor is not going to be like, wait a minute, unless you had issues with like... um I can't remember, like, but if there's a certain condition, I do apologize that I'm blanking on it, but like bleeding, uh, it can cause certain issues for you when you bleed hemophilia. out or like you bleed, you can bleed out. I can't remember what it's called. Hemophilia. Yeah. So like that, that would be different. Yeah, that's it. But um, just him knowing that information is useful in those instances, because as we get older, um, we do tend to potentially have medical issues arise. And if your spouse isn't aware of certain things and they don't know, you know, that could be detrimental to your health, especially if the doctor's trying to ask them and you're incapacitated and can't communicate. Now, as far as 
her response to him having issues with carpal tunnel. Um, she already referenced the fact that she understands that we respond to things differently. We just do. Um, on that part of it, I'm not, I'm not really, I guess I can say because she's aware of it, I'm not judging her as much. Um, I'm still judging her for it to some extent, but you have to understand that what may be easy for you may be hard for someone else. And it sounds like it's hitting him mentally um, more so than physically, where for her, it did not, her cancer issues did not mentally affect her in the way that it appears that his are. Um, because of that, um, I'm not going to say that, like you said, she did have her own personal reaper. So she said she's going to take it to her grave. She was adamant there. Um, I would say, I mean, to me, it's still, a, it's like a spicier jalapeno, like, cause I am judging you, but it's more me giving you a side eye because I do feel like medical information like that is important for your spouse to know. Um, I'm not too concerned with how she feels about whether or not he's, uh, taking it a certain way because that's not for her to, to decide no different than it would be for my spouse for me to do to her. Like if she feels a certain way during that, all I can do is be there to, to support her. Um, now she admitted that she's not a caregiver. <laughs> she's, a, she's aware of her shortcomings there. So, I mean, on that, like I said, for me, it's a jalapeno that's leaning towards a Thai chili. How about yourself? I feel that I am, I'm going with a jalapeno as well. It's a spicy side eye. Like I, I recognize everyone can, you can do whatever you want to do, like about your, your medical conditions who you tell, who you don't tell. It's your business, right? It It's ridiculous, in my opinion, to be upset with someone for not treating you a certain way based on when you had a treatment that you didn't tell them about. Like, that's kind of weird. Like, you feel like they're not strong enough. You can say whatever you want to. You're allowed, entitled to your opinions. But, like, it's it, the whole thing's a jalapeno. I would tell my spouse if I had cancer. But, like, let me, I'm going to tell you something. I, I have this this condition i've had it for years and i've told my husband about it and lamont like he makes fun of me and it's called aes i have um, aes if you haven't heard of it it's called ashy elbow syndrome and it is like a significantly issue with my elbow it's been going on for over 20 plus years he will not accept flag on uh, the yeah, play yes. flag on it, the play is aes flag on the play what is the medical term? Ashy elbow syndrome. So like, okay, so let me tell you like I told him. No, no. <laughs> Did you know before any illness gets into the physician's desk reference, somebody doesn't know about it and then they learn about it? So I may, listen, that's what I'm saying. This is just a, a offer. I am a doctor. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm not a medical doctor, but I am a doctor. And I like, I recognize that <laughs> 20 years ago, it was really like probably like 30 years ago, I got diagnosed, self-diagnosed with AES, Ashley Elbow Syndrome, and my husband doesn't take it serious. So if she lives in a with someone who doesn't take like medical conditions seriously, <sighs> then I can understand why she would keep it quiet because I'm telling you, he, he does not respect my AES diagnosis because it's not in the physician's desk reference. And again, Nothing was in the physician's desk reference until it was discovered. So, like, you know, I'm not minimizing her cancer. I'm not saying cancer and AES are the same. 
but I recognize your spouse may not be as supportive as you want them to be in a medical emergency when you have like, like, you know, angry AES flare up. So, right. Okay. Let's just say, let's just say that there has not been a medical term created for this. The closest thing that I've ever seen is cirrhosis. Cool. See, but it's not, it's not cirrhosis. But we're not talking no, about cirrhosis. cirrhosis is we're different. not talking about. This is AES. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. so. Okay. Then you know what? I appreciate the fact. Uh huh. So, wait, Go ahead. so uh-huh. let me give you a description. Like, back in the day, <laughs> I used to like chase people and rub my elbow on them because it mm-hmm. was like jagged. Like, the, the, it was like, like, it was like, um, like reptile skin. Like, it was. As sharp as like, Baraka blades from Overcome. Maybe not Baraka blades, mm. but it was bad. Like and like, I remember one time cuddling it up with Anthony. He's like, "You're cutting me. Your elbow's cutting me." Like that's how it's specifically. It's AES. Like it's it's it's. This is not eczema, and it's not cirrhosis. Like the, it's just one elbow. Is it's it's just my left elbow. Uh, so you only got it yep. on one elbow? AES on one elbow. The other one's perfectly normal. Oh, that's wild. Normal skin. Like it's it's. It's AES, and like I'm gonna have him have a conversation with you about AES, and he gonna roll his eyes. So, like, you know what? I might be changing my rating because you you can't tell everybody everything. You can't because listen, my spouse (laughs) does not respect my AES. Because did a doctor diagnose it? Like, no, they didn't. But you think doctors know everything? I'm a doctor, and I know doctors don't know everything. Dang. Okay, listen. I appreciate I appreciate you having a doctorate in every fashion. But the fact that you have said AES 14 plus times and mentioned you are a doctor, somebody's gonna miss the point where you said I do not have a doctorate in medicine, and they're gonna run with that. I am here to state pick truth does not <laughs> We do not provide medical advice. Please see a physician. Uh, this is hilarious. Uh, and if you like, we send do me not pictures pro- of your AES. You. If you like, if you think you got AES, like send me pictures of your AES. I'll post them. Like I- I'll post pictures of my AES. It's it's <laughs> actually elbow syndrome. Like you know, like I have an aunt. Like if hey auntie, <laughs> what's AES? She- she's gonna start laughing. Said Ashy elbow syndrome. So, also diagnose people with LTS. <sighs> I've di- I- I've diagnosed a lot of people with LTS. That's little tooth syndrome. Like when you got the little teeth, like that's the LTS. You got a little tooth syndrome. There might be a real name for that. I call it LTS, uh, little tooth syndrome. This is a different okay. show. But okay, Lamont, you want to do your last confession? Uh? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm trying. It's the it's the syndrome is the problem. It's the syndrome part that's shifting it for me. Okay, this last one, um, I do need to give a trigger warning. Because it is um, a trigger warning of violence. Uh, It is titled, My Grandmother Killed Her Sister. So, yeah. So I've been sitting on this family secret for a long time. And after watching a few videos about family secrets, it really started bugging me when I thought of all the pieces of the puzzle I was just putting together. So in a rural town in Ireland in the 50s, my granny was in preschool with her sister. She goes, uh, we're going to refer to her as Mary. This being rural Ireland, it didn't have fences along the creek or anything to stop the kids from picking up rocks. 
So one day, not entirely sure what happened to lead up to this, my gran and Mary were at the creek and gran just picks up this rock and starts hitting Mary with it. Only stopped when another kid crying got a nun's attention. From what I know, it got talked about as a big accident for the rest of my granny's life, but no one ever talks about it. After clearing out her house, when she died, we found some diaries and they were pretty much full of the same thing happening in different contexts over and over. I knew my great granny and my granny's other sister hated her and blamed her for something. But until then, no one knew what. The thing I've just pieced together with it all is that she named her first child after her sister, whom she murdered and several animals. But yeah, it just started bugging me and I had to get it off my chest. As far as I'm aware now, it's only my dad and myself that know. Granny's son-in-law. When I found the diaries, I showed my dad and he put them on a bonfire immediately. So I'm sure no one else alive knows what happened. Well, they said TDLR, but they meant TLDR. My grandmother killed her sister when she was a kid with a rock and years later named her firstborn after her sister. No one knows but me and my dad. Yikes. I'm so like when I hear these confessions, I always try to sit in that space. And I need to sit in a space that I learned that my grandmother as a kid bashed her sister over the head with a rock and killed her. And everyone knows she did it. And if this was in the 50s, I don't know what the 50s in Ireland was like. And I wasn't here for the 50s in the United States, but a girl can imagine about how we don't talk about what goes on. Yikes. And then her, so her mother, the the reader's great grandmother, and sister never liked the the murderer. Uh, golly, Lamont! And so now I have this information, man. I'm gonna listen, listen. It's a mild pepper for me. Hear me out. From the person who posted this, I think this is a mild pepper because she had no control over what the grandmother did. Like, this is just what happened. And it happened so long ago. Like at this point it's history and and to burn the books. I think that's terrible. Like, I think there could have been so much that we've learned from kind of just looking at listening, witnessing and hearing things through their diary or their perspective. At this point, it's like just, just family fodder. Like, Hey, like I'm sure granny's not around. Great granny's not around. Like, Hey, this is what happened. Um, but yeah, it's a bell pepper. You didn't. You you just found the information and you tell the information, but of course I am one to unveil family secrets, so uh, I, I won't be hindered by them. So for me, I don't, I don't give a fuck, and I said that with a hard F. I don't care. Mm. I'm not going to allow your mm. uh, inability mm. to stand in the light to prevent me from being truth or to be bound by your darkness. So. I don't care. Fuck you. Fuck your secrets. I ain't doing anything wrong. I'm going to tell what happened because it is what it is. Now, I I wonder why, if there was a reason why, there's never a good reason. Like there's never going to be a reason my number one can tell me why he bashed the head of my number two. Like y'all can't bash each other's head. I'm tired of y'all fighting, let alone. I don't want you to murder each other. So I can't imagine how the mother felt or the sibling because like, you know, our children are like, they're cousins, but they're like so close. If one of them did something to the other one, the other three would be mad. Like they would be like infuriated and and, and not understand. So, so from the original poster, psh, Bell Pepper, tell your truth, tell everybody, listen, this is some crazy shit. Let me tell you what Granny did. 
and, and, and maybe you're not in a family where maybe that's too salacious. The biggest one is the tie chili for the daddy burning the book, the diaries. Don't burn history, people. It is what it happened. What happened, happened. We can't go back and change it. Let's learn from it. And like, I highly doubt you're like emotionally invested over your dead uh, great aunt. Like you're not highly invested. You never met her. I'm not saying the other people didn't have emotions and feelings, but like y'all own another wing of this. So, but I could just be a hater. No one knows your granny. I don't know. But what do you think, Lamont? No, um, I think you put it eloquently to be honest it's a bell pepper it's it's heavy it's don't get me wrong it's a it's a weighty bell pepper but other than that you're just telling part of your history it's just what it is um or your family's history rather it's not something that you did it's something that happened in your family and as you said, I've the only issue I really have as far as anything I'm judging is the father for burning it. I know some people won't probably want to hear this, but as far as, you know, we talk about a lot of statues and other things being removed in our in our country now. You know, a lot of people do have arguments about whether to keep these things or to get rid of them. I think part of the my main position has always been a lot of people choose to keep these things, but they keep, choose to keep them as a symbolism of something great. And they dismiss what is the truth behind a lot of those conversations. We see that a lot going on with, you know, how things are being communicated in the school. And I know we're not a political show. That's not my intention at all. I just believe in being honest with what happened. Things are what they are. They happen how they happened. And we should be upfront about it. Trying to adjust it so that certain people feel better about the choices that their family made in the past is disingenuous because those same people who that thing happened to their ancestors and some of them ironically are still here. So it's repainting the past so that you can feel better about decisions that happened. And I'm just not for it. I, I'm not, so I, I understand. Judge, I'm judging the dad. Sorry for cutting you off. Yeah. We got a delay. So I understand what you're saying. You're good. And I agree and what you're saying that there are often times that we don't want to tell the truth because the truth is ugly. We don't want to be honest about what the origins were because it's hard for us to understand that just because something began one way doesn't mean that it, it that's where we stand all the time. Like it's okay. Like I didn't like this house when we first moved in here, but now it's grown on me or I didn't like this, this arranged marriage. I'm just going to use that one, but he has grown or she has grown on me. Like I, but I, I'm, I say that in jest that like, Oftentimes, if things weren't perfect in the beginning, people created this, this sometimes a um, a narrative that says everything has to be beautiful from beginning to end. But sometimes some things start messy and it's okay that they start a little messy and they get cleaned up over a while. Like everything can't be this beautiful love story. Everything can't be this triumphant walk. And so everything in our history it is what it is like tell the truth don't pretend like oh well they slay and we're talking about like you know critical race theory in schools yeah critical race theory in schools just basically telling the truth of what happened this is what and here's the fucking thing see why'd you get me on this topic it's happening today i'm sorry seriously it's happening today like the reason like so for those who don't know, I may have mentioned before, like, oh, my, in my office, I have a huge wall full of post-it notes. Like, 
And like, believe it or not, I've been knocking these mugs off. It's pretty great to see all the post-it notes. They're like, I'm, I'm going to do this. One of my post-it notes is still up there, but I know I'm taking down, but I don't know how I'm taking it down. Is I'm going to go. To, it just says Dubai. I thought initially I wanted to take a trip. But the reason why I won't is because it's literally built on slave labor. 100% built on slave labor. People are told one thing, like you're going to come over here and you're going to be an indentured servant or whatever, but they're treated and worked to death, literally. And the entire economy is is it's on the backs of all these people that come from Southeast Asia and all over the planet because they're thinking there's an opportunity, but only to be treated, their passports stolen, and basically their work, their work to death in slavery. Slavery continues to happen. And what happens is if we keep putting a polished apple on it, polishing this shit up, and everyone keeps thinking, well, you know, it's okay. We've moved past it. That was a long time ago. No, that's not accurate, folks. That's not how things go. That's not what's it continued. These types of things continue to repeat itself over and over and over again. So I am saying if I have, if you've ever entertained a trip to Dubai, don't go, don't go because the same whips that injured the back of our ancestors are now bulldozing and working the death of somebody else's ancestors in another space, just on the name of growth. Um, this entire country was built on the black backs of slaves in whatever capacity that they look like on the poor, on the less, the less fortunate. And Dubai is a perfect example of that continue to perpetuate itself and it being looked over um, by Anglo-Saxons because they learned to do this method over and over again. So I don't know how we got there, but sometimes we get there. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Yeah. It's a bell pepper. You ain't doing anything yeah. wrong. You're great. I hear killing niggas. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's a joke. But I hear killing people. That's not okay. Uh, it's her behavior is not okay, but you ain't doing anything wrong. I I ain't taking no hits for anybody's criminal activity in my family. Let I'm putting that down. <laughs> Dropped. All right. Well, I think it does it for this episode of Pick Truth. If you haven't done so already, uh, check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and any place you can find us. Uh, If you really want to support the show, wherever you listen, just like and review. Give us an honest feedback. Talk to us. Let us know. And I'm always saying Lamont's part. Whenever I don't read my script, I just keep talking. I keep talking over and over again. I say his part over and over. Every every but episode. You know, but you know what? I think that's I think it's cool. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I just want to say uh, before we end the show, thank you to everyone who does listen. Uh, we are available everywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, any podcast app you can think of. Um, we are there. Uh, we are always open to anyone joining this community. Uh, we want everyone to understand that you are welcome here. We want to have this group just be whoever feels comfortable speaking on conversations like this and being comfortable being able to talk to one another. So uh, we do appreciate you and uh, we thank you for Catch listening. Catch you next time. Later. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat.